Hello, hello, my magical friends. Welcome to another Witchful Ways podcast episode. I am Annika with Witchful Ways. So let's talk this week in this episode about spirit guides. I love spirit guides. You guys know that I love sharing information and experience and tips and secrets and how to get yourself to open up intuitively so that, because we all have the ability, so that you can use your intuition, your spirit um, connection, your psychic and mediumship abilities to be able to just get into ease and flow in life, right? Like the guidance that you can get and the answers that you can get and the um, empowerment that you can feel from having this wonderful relationship with your spirit guide makes life so much easier. Okay, so let's talk about first spirit guides and what are they? And we're not going to go into depth in it, but your spirit guide is a spiritual being, right? Some people call them guardian angels even. Some people differentiate your guardian angel from your spirit guides, Um some people call them spirit team. I often refer to everything as a spirit team. And then I have a particular guide. And most people have a particular guide that you will connect with when you're working with your psychic and or mediumship abilities. Uh, just because you, you create a different sort of relationship with this guide so that you are able to totally trust in what is coming through is um, nothing that you have to worry about, right? I always talk about my my guide being the the bouncer at the door to the spirit realm. <laughs> okay, so when you have a relationship with your guides, you are going to receive much clearer um, guidance and information and answers that will help you in every single area of your life. And again, they're not in physical form. They're spiritual beings. So this means that they are also not bound by the natural laws of the world. So you can, they can do anything, right? They can bring you any information. They can do whatever for you that you uh, need to have done as for assistance and protection and things like that. So I'm going to kind of give you some tips that kind of work together or steps that kind of work together to help you establish a relationship with your spirit guides. Now, there is a download available when you sign up for the email at witchfulways.com. There's a download that's available for connecting tips for connecting with your spirit guide. And then the blog for today also kind of goes over this seven easy tips. Okay, and that, of course, is witchfulways.com. So once you begin connecting with your guides, there are different ways that you might experience their presence as well. So some people might experience them as just an inner knowing. You may feel or sense that your guide's presence is there with you, or you may hear a voice. Um, you may have just an intuitive realization that they're there. Uh, some People, although very few people, but some people can audibly hear and or see their guides with their physical ears and eyes. The majority of the time we're interacting with our guides with our mystical eyes and ears and minds, right? Okay. So for me, there is little glitters of light that indicate that there's a guide presence there. 
I, you guys know me, I love sparkle, I love glitter. So very often times when they're trying to get my attention over in a certain direction, I'll see little sparkles of light, right? That brings my attention and direction right there. Um, again, these oftentimes are seen within the mind's eye. Others may see them with their physical eyes. Connecting with your spirit guide, though, is all about learning to rely on your personal intuitive abilities and to believe that you're ha that you have the ability to connect. That's the hardest part. So there's absolutely no reason to fear connection with your guides. They are there to offer guidance and insight and give you creative solutions and open you up to beautiful opportunities. There's nothing negative or evil or bad or black or any, you know, of that kind of connotation that comes with them. They are based in pure love and light. And they are there again because you have made a contract basically or a pact with them before you began this lifetime in this physical realm to say, this is what I want to, this is like my path. This is kind of where I'm, where I'm going to be going. And I need you there on this side to be able, or on the other side, the spirit side, to be able to nudge me back onto the path when I fail to to realize it, or I wander too far away from it, right? So that's what our guides are there for. And of course, they're there to help us um, navigate through the path when we are on it as well and offer the protection too. So let me say something real quick before I get into the, the tips. One is that your angels in my sense and in in my understanding and the way that I experience it is your angels are separate from your guides. Okay. You have a guardian angel, that guardian angel and can step in and help you, um, and assist you in any way possible at any time. The other angels, the angelic realm requires permission to step into your life. So you have to ask for it. Okay. You have to ask for it or they can't help you. Um, there are certain exceptions to that, like, um, you know, life-saving emergencies and things like that. But for the general, right, you have to ask them. So get in the habit every morning of asking and allowing permission for all your spirit team members, guides, and spirit to assist you in any way that is going to help you, prepare you, and keep you safe. When you do that, it gives them permission to be able to step in as needed throughout that day. Okay, so let's talk then about how to connect with your guides. So tip one, the first thing I'm going to say is that you have to ask. Yep. <laughs> Asking for their connection is sometimes the simplest way to connect. When we ask for the connection, it gives them kind of the nudge to say, um, okay, let me send you some super obvious signs that you understand that I'm here. Okay, something that's just going to kind of slap you in the face and go, yep, here I am. When you get into the habit again of asking your spirit guides for help, the more you ask, the more you receive, period. So when you're asking for their connection, it's simply taking the time to go, you know what, let me give me, you know, let me know that you're here. Um, let me understand that you're here. Let me 
receive any messages that you send to me. It's simply just asking. That's the first step. And people sometimes forget that that's actually kind of something that you can be doing. Then the second tip is to listen and to listen all the time, right? It seems like another easy one, but sometimes we forget it. So this one takes a little bit more finesse, but so you have to be open to the messages that come through to you in any way possible. That may be a thought that you have, that may be a feeling that you have, but it could also be simple, something as simple as a billboard that you drive by, that your attention is brought to, uh, lyrics in a song that you hear in the background, um, a saying on a t-shirt of a, somebody that passes you, um, a word on a license plate or a number sequence on a license plate in front of you. Right. So no matter what it is that's coming through, you have to realize that your gut is going to tell you when the message is coming through. And eventually you're going to get into a point where you listen to your gut feelings and go, yep, that's a message, right? You don't let your logical mind interfere with your magical one. And that's half of the battle. So that's why listening can be a little bit more like, okay, I'm listening and I'm opening all the time. And then people go, well, how do I know that it's, that it's my intuition? How do I know that it's my guide talking to me and not just me talking to myself, right? And that's kind of a whole nother aspect of it. But making sure that you're open to realizing that messages can come from anywhere at any time, right? A book falls, you're walking by somewhere and you happen to hit a shelf and a book falls and it's open to a page. Browse that page and see if there's something that sticks out to you in the amount of time that you have to do that. Okay. Tip number three is let them write with you. Sounds crazy, right? But it's in for my woo-wooers. You're like, yep, I get this. But this is a profound exercise. You simply are going to allow yourself to become quiet, whatever that means to you. If that means going through a meditation, if that means grabbing a cup of tea and sitting next to the window, looking outside, lighting a candle, whatever that is, you're going to get quiet. And then you're going to ask your guides to write to and through you. Then you're going to pick up your pen and your paper and you're going to let it flow. You're going to write whatever words come. And you may not even be realizing that you've got words coming if you just start writing. The letters will start flowing. Whether you've got words, phrases, or stories even sometimes, you just continue to write until you feel that, okay, this session is done, right? Like, I, I, think, I think I'm done. I think that's it. That is when you go back and read what you wrote. Don't try and write and read and understand it all at the same time, okay? You write everything, you get that out. It's called automatic writing, right? So you write that, you get it out, and then you go back after you're done and review what is said. I, when I do that, stick those papers away or use one notebook continuously, like a spiral notebook, because you'd be surprised at if you go back a week later or, you know, I've got a little bit of downtime. Let me just page through this and go through a month later, two months later and go, oh, my gosh, this makes absolute sense now, even though it made no sense at the time. Right. That gives us and then you go hindsight's always twenty twenty, Right. And then you go, well, you know, these other things happened around this same time as well. And if I look at it now, it all points to X, but you didn't see it at the time that teaches you how you receive your messages and what to look for. Okay, tip number four, ask for a sign. 
This is taking asking for their connection, like step number one or tip number one, just a little step further. And here is when you have a specific need for guidance where you ask for a sign of maybe a choice or uh, something that you need to make, a decision that you need to make. So this is kind of like that. Just give me a sign if I'm supposed to, you know, take this job or, you know, whatever it is in that moment in life. And we all have those times where we go, oh my gosh, I just need a sign to show me that I'm on the right path. This is what I should be doing. So that's tip number four. Tip number five is trusting them. So there is some place in your lifetime where somebody told you something over and over and over and over again that you should have or shouldn't be doing something and you didn't heed that advice, right? You make it a lot harder on yourself if you just trust their guidance is in alignment with your highest good and that they're trying to make things easier for you. So basically, you have to trust in the messages that you're getting from them, okay? You can't overthink it with your analytical, logical mind. You have to allow your magical mind to be able to process what's coming through. Number six, Bring your inner kindergartner out to play. Everybody that has ever come into contact with me talking about connecting to spirit guides um, or past family members or anything like that, I tell you to bring your kindergartner back out. Bring yourself back down to a kindergarten state. This is where you're going to be playing with your imaginary friend. This is not imaginary, but in your logical mind, you're going to be playing with an imaginary friend. So you're going to interact with and talk to and have conversations with, even if you feel that it's only in your own mind, with your guide all the time. And then there's going to be one moment, something's going to happen where you feel a response to what you're asking for or thinking about or dealing with or whatever. And you feel that and you 100% understand and know that that just came from your guide, that you got a response to what you asked for. And you're going to get freaked out a little bit and you're going to get goosebumps and you're going to go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I don't think that just happened. I'm not sure. But once that happens, that will never not happen for you again. Kind of like when you learn to ride a bike, right? You struggle and struggle and then you do it the first time. And then it seems like all of a sudden you've always known how to do it. And you always know how to do it in the future as well. You could not ride a bike for 30 years and then get back on a bike. And it's only going to take you, you know, one or two pedals down the road to be able to get that balance and know exactly your body knows exactly what it's supposed to do. So that's the same thing. Okay. So when you think about the innocence that children have in playing with their imaginary friends and doing these things that we kind of go, they shouldn't be able to do that. That's because they don't know that they shouldn't be able to do that or that they can't do that because they're open to absolutely everything. So we have to bring ourselves back to our kindergarten state and allow ourselves to be open to the possibility of absolutely anything. And then the last one that I want to talk about, because I'm a little over 15 minutes, the last time I want to, thing I want to talk about is trusting yourself. And that, again, is the hardest one of all, it seems. That's where you have to step into the realm of belief of your ability to connect. And yep, it's going to be the hardest part for some of us. So this is my exercise that I give, um, is to take five minutes out of your day. You got a five-minute belief 
time frame, right? So you're going to take five minutes out of your day, get into a comfy spot, get into, you know, whatever feels comfortable for you, set a timer if you have to, um, have a clock nearby, whatever, or go for as long as you want. But I like to say take five minutes. The only thing that you're going to do before you start your five minutes is to tell yourself and your guides that you are open to all messages that come through during this time and that you they are 100% truth. Then you start your timer or look at the clock or whatever it is. And in that period of five minutes, you are open to everything and you are believing everything that comes through. It's five minutes of belief time. And if you continue to do that, whatever you see, whatever you feel, whatever you hear in that time is 100% believed that it's from your intuitive connection to your guides. Once you start doing that as a practice, you're going to notice that the settling in time gets easier, first off, and that your brain starts to switch even out of that five minutes from questioning things to trusting your intuition. It's bringing yourself from back into, you know, a faith, a believing thought process. Like you can trust what's coming through. Okay. So that is my seven tips to help you connect with your spirit guides. I absolutely love to help people open up so that they can create and maintain your intuitive flow with and to spirit and from source. So that's why I took the time to go over these things. That's why I took the time to have a conversation with the person that sparred this, um, the the blog and podcast for this week. And that is why I took the time to create my Discover Your Intuition course. So it brings simple, easy, understandable information to you along with actionable ways for you to develop your own skills, right? I can tell you how I did it, but that doesn't work for you because you're not me. So that's why I like to teach you how to do it in the best way that supports you and your thought process and personality. So if you're interested in that Discover Your Intuition course, be sure that you check that out on the website as well, which is witchfulways.com. Thanks for joining me for another podcast episode. Have a wonderfully magical rest of your week.